0: Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. And welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion I'm Scott Corelli And I'm Matt Smith,
1: but not that Matt Smith
0: And today, we are going to be discussing the 10th Doctor story uh, Rise of the Cybermen slash Age of Steel um, Which is the reintroduction of the Cybermen to New Who In the mm. second series with Rose Yes, yes um, <clears throat> And Mickey and Ricky Mickey Ricky, Mickey Ricky, Mickey. Mickey? Ricky, Ricky, Remickey, Remickey. And uh yeah, so we're going to talk about that in just a sec before we do. I want to remind everybody that we're from mindrobber.net, the home site of Mindrobber Productions, where we talk about all of the things on podcasts like this one, uh, where we talk about Doctor Who and our Mothership podcast, the Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. And if you like our shows, review them on iTunes. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at podcast at mindrobber.net. And uh, if you want to start a discussion, you should add it to the comments so everybody can know what you're thinking and we know what you're thinking, and we can reply to you. Woo. Because that's how comment sections work. Matt! Yes. What's the background of significant s- significance of. S- sig- significant. <laughs> <Huh>? There's only <laughs> one significant thing. Right. The, the major
1: significant thing is. Uh, I want you to you start know, the...
0: ranking them. Okay. <laughs> the number one's the most significant <laughs> thing. <laughs>
1: Uh I guess I should start at number 5. Um no, it's uh The Return of the Cybermen. Really uh the first time a bunch of new Who fans who'd never seen the classic series got introduced to the Cybermen um who would then go on to reappear a couple times and still do every so often. Uh but I find uh, it's also it's also the first uh writing credit to Tom McRae who recently this past season season 6 wrote uh The Girl Who Waited uh mm-hmm. which is one of our favorites. Um, and, uh, my personal favorite, like, thing that this does is it brings back the only person who's ever directed a classic Doctor Who story and a new Who Doctor Who story, uh, Graham Harper, who I think is, like, probably the best Doctor Who director of all time, uh, he would go on to direct Utopia and Army of Ghosts and Doomsday, but this is really where it starts, uh, also interesting to note, from a production standpoint, because, they wanted to use the Cybermen all at once. They basically shot this two-parter, and then they shot the finale two-parter back-to-back. So all of the stuff that you see in, like, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit, even though it takes place after this story, like, chronologically, it was shot at the very end of all of the things. So this was shot, like, right in the middle, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, so that's really where it is. It's also the departure of Mickey. Uh, really, it's the big... Uh, departure of Mickey and everything else that he does are, like, you know, reappearances. But this is really where re- Mickey disappears for the first time. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. It's also uh, kind of a throwback to Inferno in a lot of ways because, you know, parallel universe. universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also, uh, oh, based on a based on a big finish uh, Doctor Who story, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, called Spare Parts. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's really all of the things. It's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's got some stuff. Got and some
0: stuff. Uh, the guy that plays Mister Collins—is that his name? Uh, the guy yeah, that yeah. the guy that that drives the truck and picks up the hobos. Oh right, right, right. Um, his is also his second role on Doctor Who because he was, he was in a uh, first season Colin Baker story. In oh. in 85. oh that's cool. Yeah, I forget. I don't know which one. It, which one it was. I just saw that he was in Doctor Who. He played a role in nineteen eighty five, according to his IMDb oh. page, and I was like, oh, that is cool. Yeah, I was like, well, nineteen eighty five. That's got to be Colin Baker.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that is that year. Yep, <laughs> the only bad thing to come out of nineteen eighty
0: five. Uh all right well uh before we start talking about the episode I want to remind everybody that we're brought to you by instocktrades.com and this month at instocktrades.com you can purchase our book of the month Echo the complete edition by Terry Moore which is only 27.99 and that's 30% off the suggested retail price of 39.99 it's 600 pages uh it's like 30 issues for less than 30 bucks go get it and remember, uh, buy a few more things because all orders over $50 get free shipping from InStockTrades.com. So thanks to them. Oh, yeah, I just found him. He's um,
1: He was in Revelation of the Daleks, which I just watched this week. That's why he looks familiar. Oh, cool. Badass. Well, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. How about that? He looked familiar to me, too, but I realized halfway through and, like, looking at his IMDB page and I couldn't figure out what I'd seen him from, I realized that the thing that I'd seen him from was the last time that I watched Rise of the (laughs) Cybermen. That's funny. (laughs) Because then he did something else later on, and I was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just remembering him from this. Um... (laughs) <laughs> which was a weird moment to have. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, okay. So I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but you know my feelings about this story. Yes. Um, I think it's boring and sure. I don't think it's particularly well done or interesting. And I'm not really interested in the other, the other, uh, the other universe that this takes place in. And I'm not, I don't like the villain the main antagonist i think he's really cheesy and lame and and of the of the few things that i'm not the few things that i don't like about the russell t davies era uh bad cheesy villains is like number one (laughs) and uh this guy is like near the top he's in the top three of worst villains i think um, sure. From the new Who era of uh, the Russell T Davies era, because oh man, oh god, is he bad? Um, he's just, and I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is. Um, I would like to say that it's the actor's fault, but being that it's his first episode back from classic Who, I can't imagine that Graham Harper isn't somewhat to blame for his sure. performance. Um, sure. Because he's used to the old who, and <laughs> this is not old who, um, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I mean, at, and obviously at, he gets the yeah. hang of it, obviously, but mm-hmm. this being his first one back, I feel like, I, I feel like I, I, I need to split the, the guilt about half. Um, oh, sure, sure. Because he's awful. Like, Every time he was on screen, I was just cringing. (laughs) I hated it. Um, Now, I don't like this story. uh, But I will say that I love The Girl Who Waited. So I'm very curious, and I will never, ever get the chance to do this. But I would love to read Tom McRae's original script, Untouched by Russell T. Davies. Interesting. Because obviously, Russell T. Davies is all over these scripts like all over them because um, yeah. you can just tell in the dialogue and things that mm-hmm. uh russell t davies took out his red pen and went to town on tom McRae's original script mm-hmm. uh, so i would be interested to see if tom McRae's original script read any better than these episodes play out um because i mean obviously alternate universes is a thing that he's really interested in and he did it gangbusters in "Girl with uh, Girl Who Waited," so I don't yeah. know. Makes sense, yeah, um, yeah.
1: The the uh, the alternate universe thing is something that we really need to talk about. Um, but before we do that, I guess I should share my thoughts. I enjoy this one. I think it's not. It's certainly not the strongest of season two, uh, but I think it's in the stronger half of the weaker half of season
0: two. <laughs> um, That's just. Just, just take that comment back because that's right. <laughs> that's like I don't even know. It's in it's in the it's in the third quarter of season. It's <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> in terms of
1: quality. That's like
0: that's like a backhanded forward compliment. Like I don't even <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I don't I don't either.
1: Well, I was thinking about it, and I, like there's there's stuff in season two that are really like like I love Tooth and Claw. Score Union's is great girl in the fireplace is great and i love the finale and i love the um the satan two-parter uh but i i don't know i don't mind this story very much i think it's i think it's fine i think there's some there, there's some definite problems with it uh problems that even russell t davies like has acknowledged in um uh in the writer's tale like he made a big point of pointing a major flaw out of this story where he was like "Ooh, we never really got that one right did we <laughs> oh what was the what was the flaw uh specifically the part where th- basically the end game of this story when the doctor is talking to the cyber controller Lumic guy it's basically a case of the bad guys just letting the doctor talk while the doctor vamps um like why he wouldn't kill the doctor like right off is weird and not
0: really necessary it's, well uh, well that's because i mean it's totally believable because the villain in this story uh really wants to be fighting james bond not the doctor yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a ham e part um so i'm really i'm really not <laughs> that was clever um ha, right ha, uh that <laughs> he, he uh i kept i seriously just kept waiting for like you know him to just start like petting a cybermat, you know? <laughs> like in that last sequence. I would,
1: I would have loved that.
0: Like I would I, I would have, have made been... up for everything. <laughs> I think <laughs> if he was in his little cyber controller throne and he was like petting a cybermat. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> um, um
1: so 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 yeah it's um I don't I don't mind it super much. Uh b- but it, it yeah it does have some problems but it's entertaining and it's a nice I mean I think it's a better origin for the Cybermen than say uh not 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 spare parts but the 10th planet because like for those who don't know the origin of the Cybermen in in classic who is Earth had a twin planet that orbited the sun opposite Earth, and then at a certain point, that planet was like, well, see ya, and just <laughs> went, off into the, went off into the universe, traveled around for a bit, and then came back, and when the people came back, they were
0: Cybermen. So what you're saying is, uh, after the Daleks failed <laughs> in the Dalek invasion of Earth, they went to the other Earth and <laughs>
1: succeeded Exactly, and and those those humans also beat back the the Cybermen, but at a terrible price, uh, or the Daleks, but at a terrible price. Um, their their humanity. Um, I, I think that other things have made it work, but I've never sat right with the idea of it. Just stretches believability to a breaking point. And I know we're talking Doctor Who, where Daleks and Cybermen and the TARDIS is a thing, but like. I'm I'm willing to forgive a lot of things, but the idea that there's an alternate Earth that looks exactly like Earth, like the continents look the same, like that's how that's how Twin it is. Um, coming back with Cybermen is is just it always has bothered me. But I think that humanity creating it on a parallel Earth. That cause this basically does the same thing, but instead of making it oh Earth had a twin, this just goes the parallel universe route, which I think works just as well, um, sure, and <laughs> it's a lot more believable um so I like that um but uh, i mean it's it's definitely got some issues uh I think that there's there's a lot of good stuff in here though, uh some waste opportunities, but I think that I think that Graham Harper really directs this well uh it's not as punchy as his other stuff um but it's still got a bunch of really great shots and it's cut very well because if you notice how he shoots it especially because like he is responsible for the cliffhanger in army of ghosts and utopia like that guy knows how to cut around things really well Uh to get a pace and i think that he does the same that that sort of thing in here all through this, like when they're walk, when uh, the doctor and what's her name are walking through the tunnel with the Cybermen, I think that that's a really great sequence. Um, so I like him. It's not my favorite of him, but I think that he does a he does a fine job, uh, and you know goes on to do some really great stuff later. So uh, that's that's really where I come at with it. That um, being
0: said, the cliffhanger for uh the cliffhanger and cliffhanger resolution was ripped right out of classic who because <laughs> oh man it was it was very visitation it was, <laughs> was very visitation
1: <laughs> Cause they just, they were just like well how are we getting out of this one the doctor used and the, and then the cybermen are gone <laughs> <laughs> cuz i don't i've seen this episode so many times i still don't really know what the doctor did and it's <laughs> he things where he's he just like
0: was like he was like well can't go back to the TARDIS now that this thing's charged up anyway so uh, I'll just shoot it at the Cyberman <laughs> because that's the thing that it can do <laughs> which was not established beforehand it's just a thing. going to be how we get out of this right exactly that that is very Terry Nation uh because
1: uh-huh. C- Terry Nation will just create. Things out of the TARDIS, they'll never appear again. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a crank that opens the TARDIS doors manually. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a very good cliffhanger. I think it's good leading up to the cliffhanger, but the resolution is is not good. <laughs> no. I just love them. Like
0: s- <laughs> there were the. I just love too where he's where they're just like, what'd you do? And he's like, oh, I I I shot this thing at them. It'll need to recharge for the next four hours before I can do it again. In other words, we're not going to be able to use this ever again. For the remainder of this episode, I will not be able to get us out of anything.
1: Yeah. So we have – We, I mean, unless it takes us more than four hours to do what we're going to do, uh, don't. <laughs> Just be careful for the next four hours. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> If there's another cliffhanger, just wait 4 hours before you introduce it. That's all I'm saying.
1: That's funny. Um uh, uh but yeah, not not a not a great cliffhanger, but I think that it's a good return for the Cyberman and I think that it's one of I mean, it's not one of the better Cyberman stories. I mean, if the better Cyberman stories are like basically anything Big Finish does. Um Oh yeah. And and uh uh 10th planet 10th planet is actually a great cyberman story and um uh not the five doctors because they're in that i keep forgetting they're in that um it is one of the better cyberman stories and it's like i mean the resolution is also like (laughs) as someone points out people like people complain about the the larger sequel closing time it happened this season as well. People complained that the Cybermen were co- were killed by love. That's so dumb. Well, that's not really any different than what happened here because the Cybermen got emotional and they cried and then they died. So
0: I don't know. I don't I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> And the fact that the fact that cry and die kind of rhymes with Cyberdyne... Coincidence? <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy
1: here. <laughs> this is really, this is really bizarre. Um, um, but no, I mean all the other little touches in here, like um, I noticed on uh, one one entry on a Wikipedia, there was they were talking about how. The Doctor's plan is that someone will go up, someone will attack from above, someone will attack from the middle, and someone will attack from below, which is also the basic plan of the five Doctors. (laughs) (laughs) As well as um, International Electromatics, like that being the company that drags all the people, all the hobos away to be Cybermen. That's like a direct lift from uh, Tobias Vaughn's company in the invasion. So, I mean, I I like that literal touch like that's those are those always kind of get me because they're very subtle without you know having to say the word androzzani um so that's that's nice that's nice what else you got what you like (sighs) um
0: what did i like (laughs) i don't know man i was just really bored that's fine uh and yeah and i was really i was going in hopeful because I was like, you know, sure. I bet this isn't as bad as I th- I remember it being. Sure, and it was. It, was. <laughs> it really was. Well,
1: we can't win all of them, and not all Doctor Who stories. There were perfect,
0: there so. were moments that I liked. Like I really liked Rose trying to get her parents back together, and then her mom's reaction. Yeah. Um, or alternate universe mom, not mm-hmm. mom. I guess I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I liked her reaction. It was. It was good. Um, Mm -hmm. that little character bit. I loved the doctor laughing at Rose the dog. That's my favorite (laughs) part of the whole two-part story, is him laughing and then being like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And her not having a reaction at all (laughs) because she's too busy being horrified. (laughs) Um, I really liked the realistic reaction to uh, her... Alter universe father. Like when she's like, Oh dad. And he's like, uh no. And then runs away. Um, I think (laughs) that is not happening. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Like I loved that. I was like, that's good. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think, I think what I liked the best out of this were the character moments, but there, there weren't a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean
1: like, that's the stuff that I always come back to is like, uh, the doctor and what's her name um, Mrs. Moore in the, uh-huh. in the, in the, in the, in the sewer is really interesting. Like that's, that's the sort of thing where I, you know, I really look at it and I go, that's a great piece of like character writing where they're just kind of bored and they're talking, mm-hmm. but they're talking a lot about themselves and how they really hate being here. Yeah. Um, that being I mean, said, I like, one yeah. thing that
0: bothers me about that, um, is how it's very obviously they smushed some stuff together in post because it feels a little choppy to me um yeah the section where she sees one of the cybermen move and she's like ah it moved and he's like no no no, it's just the light oh my god they're alive like it was literally that much space between and i was like <laughs> i feel like that was probably spaced out a lot more originally Probably. And the and editors, editors also... were just like, ah, fuck it, don't eat it.
1: <laughs> right, it's also probably a case of, like, you know, uh, if I were the doctor and she said someone's moving, he's like, alright, let's move a little bit quicker. Like, instead he's just like, you woman with your eyes. Um, yeah. You know? I mean, he doesn't say that. This is, this is you know, the post-sexist Doctor Who before rebounding. Um, <laughs> So that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I I know exactly what you mean, though. Like, that's always the thing that I, w- I thought <laughs> they just happened again really quickly. Yeah. Um. But I will say uh, one of the things that I think is really interesting is their decision to go to a parallel Earth, which I guess I guess we should talk about because I mean it's it is one of the few times that Doctor Who has gone to a parallel Earth. Um, yeah, the other famous time being Inferno, uh, and what I I I like it and I don't like it. I like it from the perspective of. It allows them to basically do whatever the hell they want in this Earth and basically burn it to the ground. I mean, they don't, but they really mess up this Earth. Like, all of the people get converted. Uh, You know, yeah. Earth is now in ruins. And I think
0: that, like, all that stuff is really interesting. Uh, <laughs> I just... I <laughs> also love how much uh, the Doctor couldn't care less about the people on this Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like... <laughs> He, she's like, oh, my God. He's like, no, don't worry about it. It's not your mom. Come on. Come on. <laughs> not not your dad. Not your dad. Not your dad. It's fine. Come on. It's cool. You know, it's totally cool if they die. It's fine. <laughs> this isn't your universe.
1: We're going to get back there. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
1: But, <laughs> But at the same time, like, I mean I like what they do. I th- I th- I feel like there's there's two problems with it though. One there's less stakes because it's not really earth. Um mm-hmm. and I think that if they had done this on real earth, even if they jumped ahead like a 100 years and basically said, "Oh, by the way, humanity's heading towards this." I think that would be really like a much more interesting way to do while being able to burn the earth down. Um and also, I feel like they play with the alternate reality a bit, but I don't feel like they have enough time to deal with it, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, everything's... And, and they don't have time for it. They really don't, because they have to keep moving. But uh, I feel like th- they never really go into all the things that they should. Well, it it's to- funny,
0: because you say they don't have time, but I thought the story dragged in the first part. I could see that. I mean, because the problem is that, okay, if you're going to call the episode Rise of the Cybermen, we already know the Cybermen are in it. So you don't need to wait to reveal them until the very, very end of the episode. You just don't. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. but they, but that's what they did, and it was stupid. Like there's no reason yeah. for that. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, they could, they could, they could get away with it. And I mean, I I could see that they have time. um, But they're not. It's also, it's also hard, because, you know, (laughs) you don't just talk about all of the things that are specific to your universe in regular conversation. Like, I don't go out and say, hey, wasn't it weird how Hitler lost World War Two? That's so weird, right? (laughs) You know? It's not like that's not what I say in regular conversation. Uh, by the way, not weird that Hitler lost World War II. Just to just to make sure that people don't think I'm like a Nazi sympathizer because I'm not. Uh, they Isn't were it weird? Because he totally should have won. He was right the whole time, <laughs> guys. Guys, he really did have the upper hand for a while. In there. <laughs> he was he was right about everything. Oh. I'm not going there. I'm not I'm not touching it. You, and I'm only I'm, kidding
0: I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that joke where it lies. But Napoleon, to... he sh- totally should have conquered France. I don't
1: Oh, oh, oh. Well I listened a doubt. to that I listened to that audio play. If the Daleks <laughs> had been there, it would it would have been over. Like Waterloo <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what a mistake. Napoleon really dropped the ball that
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> he really dropped the ball. <laughs> What, how do you feel about Genghis Khan? Just <laughs> let's just keep this train going. Genghis Khan, eh, misunderstood. Misunderstood. Misunderstood.
1: It <laughs> was really a good guy. We're getting brunch next week. Um so <laughs> so I'm more of a kubla Khan ma- guy myself. <laughs> Anyways, um so so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to deal with all that stuff, but I feel like it's it's kind of a missed opportunity, especially because, you know, Doctor Who doesn't do a parallel universe all that often. And the thing that's always cool about parallel universe is explaining all the things that are different. And their, their use of explaining it is like they have three things. One, the, cyber, the technology is slightly more advanced because Bluetooth are a little more evil two rose never was born and her father is still alive and three there are giant zeppelins in the air that's it that's what that's what makes this place different i mean the cars are the same uh the people are all the same which i mean they would be but it's uh feels like a wasted
0: opportunity i think it does and it is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah So.
1: so so that's a thing um one of the things, though, that I think we should talk about... And this is... I mean, I know people listening probably don't care about Big Finish, but we, we have to talk about it. This story, inspired by uh, Spare Parts, mm-hmm. which is a fifth Doctor Nyssa story from Big Finish, which is basically Genesis of the Cybermen. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, written by Mark Platt and um, the return of Tenth Planet, uh, uh, Cybermen, and all that sort of thing. This This story... Uh, was inspired in part by that, and I think that I can I can see the inspiration where you know, it, 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 telling the story from this from the corrupted world's point of view. But I feel like uh, maybe they should have brought in Mark Platt. Maybe that would have been a better decision because
0: uh, <sighs> he's really good. Um, spare Parts is genius. Like the fact yeah, that is. this is based on Spare Parts kind of blows my mind Mm -hmm. um because this is not good and spare parts is awesome
1: yeah spare parts is spare parts is brilliant if you haven't heard it go listen to it because it's a masterful piece of writing uh just masterful Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's it is kind of a wasted opportunity (laughs) uh, i really they should have. They should have brought in Mark Platt. He's written for television before. He did Ghostlight. Like that was Mark Platt. So, I don't know. What happened? What happened?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Um, what what exactly was taken from Spare Parts in the... It put into this? Uh,
1: let me see. Um, well, the idea is, uh. Th- Spare Parts ex- is an examination of what drove people to being Cybermen. I'm quoting loosely from a website because <laughs> this is this – is, let's watch Matt read from a website. Um, so Davies uh, didn't want to do that, but he wanted to use the same sort of themes, I guess, of uh, people losing their humanity to Cybermen, which is you know a total Cybermen concept. But, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they drew on a lot of things. Um, no. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> Mark Platt gets a special thanks in this story, so that's a thing. But it's, uh, well, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. They should have, they should have gone for it. They should have just done spare
0: parts. Yeah. In the way of.
1: And the way that they did Dalek, like, if you look at Jubilee and Dalek, like, that's what this should have been. But it's not. So, Mm -hmm. whatever. Hmm.
0: Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah. So, that's... that's, You guys should not watch this. Just go listen to Spare Parts. Oh, God, Spare Parts. Like It's...
1: Every time I think of Spare Parts, I always think about the part where the Cyberman gets into the TARDIS and Davison just starts screaming at Nyssa.
0: Yeah! Because, Because...
1: When you hear him scream, you're just like, "Oh, oh, it got real up in here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that one's good. It's also like it's also got the great, um, uh, tenth planet Cybermen voices, which I mentioned briefly. But if you haven't heard tenth planet Cybermen voices, they're perverse, like really perverse. Oh yeah, I, I love them. Yeah, there's oh, it's so such a good decision always. Um <clears throat> Yeah, no, I see what you mean, and it's not—it's fine. It's fine as a story. I don't—I don't mind it. Exceedingly average, bordering on boring. I can see that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's average. I don't—I don't mind it one way or another. I like a lot of other stories more. So, so that's—that's that's me. Oh. I've actually had this weird thing where I just kind of re- want to rewatch Impossible Astronaut: Day of the Moon again. I don't know why. Wow, just, that's weird. Yeah, isn't it? And it's not that I hate those stories. I don't hate those stories. I was just like, why those? Yeah. <laughs> like weird um yeah then again (laughs) then again i was also thinking about how um what was it uh after i watched caves with cassandra like we were just like kind of exhausted because it's like it was it was a long time getting there and how it was like man i want to watch more doctor who but there's nothing that could be like compared to what i want after that and i actually the Stephen Moffat's Angel two-parter from uh, series five really did really hit the hit the trick. So
0: hmm.
1: I think I, I think I need to watch that again.
0: Also, that again. the series seven trailer comes out on Monday. Oh, it doesn't really. Yeah, I saw
1: that they bootlegged it, but it was um. That's a, that's interesting. I I'm excited for series seven. I'm like really excited. I am
0: too. Yeah,
1: I mean. Maybe I'm finally getting out of it more like I'm like okay, fresh slate. We're going to do this. <laughs> but they they I don't know, it looks like they're spending way a lot of money on this one.
0: Hmm.
1: Like way a lot of money. They're going to be shooting in uh they've already shot an episode in Spain, they're shooting an episode in New York. Yeah. It's like it's big. It's big. And news. that's
0: just this half. Yeah. We haven't even I heard like, anything about the Christmas special or the or the uh Second half of the series, or the anniversary special or the anniversary which, special, yeah, which is insane, <sighs> insane. the big so, question non- is do you think do you think Moffat will stay on past Matt Smith
1: i don't know i'll have to i'll have to we'll have to wait and see um i don't I think it's too early to call at this point i i don't i I could see it going both ways mm-hmm. um because I mean he really likes doing it, but I mean, the, I mean, it's 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 complicated because they also announced this. They announced a bunch of stuff this week for those not keeping up, and we won't spoil too much of them. But they did announce the new companion, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Who I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see her. Like, cause that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, but it's also they announced that next year they're going to do five episodes, and then they're doing the Christmas special. No, no, no this, they're year, doing, this year. Oh, this year. Sorry. Yeah. Keep forgetting it's 2012. Um, all the time uh it has been for about three months now right so uh, any any day now it should start kicking in um so they're doing six like five episodes in a christmas special this year and then next year they're doing eight episodes uh one of which will be the anniversary special did i hear that right no wow okay so they're doing eight episodes next year they haven't they haven't
0: confirmed the anniversary
1: special yet Oh, so that's that's a thing that we're just waiting to hear on. Right, um, in any
0: sort of official capacity. Because I feel like they're probably going to do something particularly special for that, and so they're not wanting to announce what the structure of it is yet.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: And it's also like, they're also talking about how um,
1: people are people are starting to ask all the old doctors if they're coming back, and Paul McGann said he's heard nothing, and David Tennant said he's heard nothing, so if they're gonna ask them they should start asking i'll be honest you should should start asking so you can shoot it in in time um because the turnaround for doctor who is not exactly fast but i'm like i'm really i'm really just kind of disappointed that we're not getting more this year yeah uh, five but, episodes in a christmas special that's it yeah which is i mean i know that i know that i shouldn't be like super beggy because of uh, because that's the way British television works, and we're get, definitely getting like eight episodes plus more next year. But at the same time, I'm very spoiled, and <laughs> I—we've been getting a lot of Doctor Who, and it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's disconcerting that Moffat's run so far. And I know we harp on Moffat. I'm sorry, but it's disconcerting that Moffat can't seem to keep the schedule going as smoothly as Davies was able to. And I know it practically killed Davies.
0: Yeah. But... But he still did it.
1: Oh, oh, he did it for four years. Yeah. Like, four years, and that was in the middle of, like, you know, like, at least a doctor or a companion turnover every year. Yeah. Which is, like, that's insane. So... I don't know. It's just, it, it just it's just, dis- it's disappointing, I think, more than anything, because I want more Doctor Who, and this season sounds like it's going to be a blast, but we're going to be waiting, uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Looks like, <laughs> looks like all that lead time he had going up to Series 5 is gone. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> Wait, it's off. also, it's also, uh, it's particularly rough on you because, I mean, you don't, you don't have, you, you're done with Doctor Who now.
1: Yeah, I'm done.
0: So the only new episodes you're getting is ever it, are these as they come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So which is which
1: is fine because I'm still getting <laughs> I've done the math on this and there ha- I'm not going to pretend that there haven't been weeks where I haven't been like you know, uh, just like okay I kind of need to walk away from Doctor Who for a while but I'm getting not only the podcast but I'm also doing you know the blog so I'm doing at least two Doctor Who stories a week which is insane mm-hmm. plus whatever, um, and, and talking about them in, 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 like, a discussion capacity. If it was, you know, just watching, I wouldn't mind as much, but, you know, you have to really engage with the text on these levels, as we so totally engage the text here, um, mm-hmm. so, so it is, it is somewhat exhausting, and I'm, I'll, I'll be, I'm not gonna lie, I will be very happy when this year's over and the blog's kind of over, but, um, until then... I mean, I don't really have any more Doctor Who to watch. Uh, it's basically just Big Finish and uh, the the show at this point, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, it's fine. It's cool. Because <laughs> cause, cause next week we're going to have good stuff. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention. Because I think it was last week I talked about some Doctor Who stories, uh, Curse of Davros and the Fourth Wall, because last week was a short episode. Um. You listen to them.
0: Oh, my God. Did I ever. <laughs> um, listening to those episodes, and I said it on Twitter, but if you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, these were two Colin Baker stories. Uh, Colin Baker, of course, being the doctor, the sixth doctor, famous for having showrunners that hated him uh, <laughs> and right. wrote him out of stories yeah. um, and wrote him terrible stories. And then promptly fired him, um, yes. after two seasons. Uh, so he is he is easily the most abused doctor that um, we've ever had, mm-hmm. and, and and
1: people people just hate on him all like not like a lot anymore, but like back in the day, no one liked his doctor yeah. because they didn't like the stories. So right,
0: right, because they didn't understand what the end game was. Um, right. And I've been listening to a lot of Colin Baker, and Colin Baker has quickly become my favorite Big Finish Doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with these last two stories, uh, he is now my favorite classic doctor. That's insane. Because he is so good. That's madness. He's so good. Yeah, he is. I'm just sad that I can't see him visually in anything that good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they'll do something for the university because, like, how badass would it be if Colin Baker came back, like, for the 50th? Like, they just said – Dude, what if they
0: did, like, a a five-doctor style thing and they brought him back and his companion was Evelyn? (laughs) Or Flip? Or Flip.
1: (laughs) Either one. That would be that would be out of this world, and I'm
0: in love with Flip. Flip is his current companion in the trilogy that just came out, mm-hmm. and uh, th- I have only listened to the first two so far. But oh man, are they good! Yeah, I just came back.
1: I was at work, and when I'm at work, I don't get, I don't have access to my phone. So I came back to my phone <laughs> to two texts saying one in all caps, "I am so in love with Flip," and then the second one, "I'm legit sad that Fourth Wall is over."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I was, I just wanted it to last forever. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. It's easily my favorite big finish audio story. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I
1: can't. I can't really argue that. Legend of the Cybermen is going to give it a run for its money. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh. But well, the fourth that, wall. There's was made for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That one and um, that one and Legend of the Cybermen were made for you. Speaking that, of the... Bond villains fourth wall <laughs> I love how they own it. They're just like he never wrote me with a with a real with a real uh purpose, so I'm just going to have no purpose. Yeah. And oh
0: my god, just, it's like so
1: owning good. it. I'm like that's awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you haven't listened, you oh. got to um cuz it's it's brilliant. And I mean, Flip is Flip is great and Colin Baker like it's a
0: great Curse of Davros alone is Uh, amazing. Like, Curse of Davros was amazing because I listened to that and I was like, how in the world is the fourth wall going to be better than that? (laughs) Oh, man. Like, Curse of Davros was amazing. And then fourth wall was just on another level. Mm
1: -hmm. Did you see the twist coming halfway through? No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not at all, and I want to go back and listen to the first two episodes now because of the twist
1: yeah when you when you go back and listen it like and really, you only have to listen to the first half because the second half is very self explanatory but if you when you go back and listen to the first half, you're just like Colin Baker is rocking my world right now, <laughs> like not just Colin Baker but Terry Malloy, who's the um classic davros like he is he's a genius as well for getting away with what he's doing like as a, as a showcase for Colin Baker, that shows you how that guy knows how to play the Doctor more, better than just about anybody.
0: That's because um, he was the first Doctor cast that was a fan. Yeah. I mean, that's why everybody yeah. loves Tenet, because Tennant knows the Doctor. And, like, Colin Baker was the David Tennant of the classic series. It's just nobody understood. Yeah. Nobody Can you got you imagine
1: it? if they're... Can you imagine if there had been, like, five seasons of of Colin Baker and, like, each season grew him into the character he wanted to be? Oh, my God. Because he started off, like, being a jerk. Like, you know, his doctor's a jerk, and then slowly he was going to, like, soften until, you know, he got to, like, a pure, loving moment, like, of humanity. Mm-hmm. That, like, I just think about that, and I'm, like, blown away by how much of a wasted opportunity it is. Um, but
0: but just, on the bright side... I just pretend that his entire run consists in audio form. <laughs> <laughs> because between him and Flip, like him and Evelyn,
1: and him and Flip, like you don't, like you don't need anything. Yeah, else. I mean, even him like, and Charlie. Stuff. Oh God, him and Charlie. I keep forgetting that that happened, and like how, just how good he was with Charlie. Like and his, that his guy. new season. <laughs>
0: oh my god or
1: or the fact or the fact that later this year minor spoilers for big finish he's going to be do he's gonna be teamed up with jago and life that's what like, I mean
0: by that's what I meant by his new oh, season,
1: his next season my bad sorry yeah uh yeah that that's a thing that's happening um which just proves to you that big finish they gets it they they gets it <laughs> oh, man um but yeah i'm so I'm so glad you enjoyed them. I haven't listened to the third one. I know you haven't um, I'm, but I I'm really going hope. to on Tuesday. Oh man. Oh dude, are you doing So you're doing that in the Jamie trilogy? Yep.
0: Have fun with that. That's what I'm listening to all this week at work. Oh man. Oh man. Cuz I'm going to get to listen multiple days this week cuz it's end of month, which means oh. nothing to anyone, but <laughs> it means that know this, it means that I get to listen to my iPod a lot. <laughs> That's what end of month means. So, yeah. Well,
1: t- uh, the Jamie stuff on one day is going to be a hell of a day. Like, that stuff. Like, not only is it cool to see Jamie, but it's cool to see Jamie do this, and then it's cool just to watch it develop. Um, especially if you kind of know where it's going.
0: Should it's I watch Two together. Doctors before I wa- I listen to that?
1: No. No, 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 no. No? No. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, I think they, I think they uh,
1: reference it obliquely, but... It's not necessary. Okay. It's not necessary. You'll see. You'll see why when you listen.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It might not. It might not be apparent until the very end. But when you get to the end, you'll be like, "Oh, I guess I didn't need to listen to the two doctors." <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So that. Um. If you. Yeah, guys. If you haven't go. If you haven't. If you want to go do like a great big finish story, go get Spare Parts or uh, Curse of Davros because. Well, here's the thing. For the first two episodes of Curse of Davros, if you don't know Colin Baker's really good, you're going to be like, what the
0: hell? And then you're going to be like, oh, I was wrong this whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, I was like, I when you were like, oh, my God, these were so good, and I was listening to those first two episodes, I remember thinking while listening to them, what the hell are they making Colin Baker say? <laughs> Like he was just saying these things and I was like, this is why? what, why is he talking? What? He has never acted like this. (laughs) I was like getting upset. And then the twist happened. I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, big finish. You got me. (laughs) Yeah. That they did that. They did. Anyways, next week, next week. Next week, we're bringing you guys a First Doctor story in the form of the Keys of Marinus. Yes. <laughs> not to be confused with the Key to Time. No, no. That's, that's in a couple years. We're not there
1: yet. Or never. That's fine, too. <laughs> no, no. We got to do it. We got to uh, do it. I got to shred. I got to shred Armageddon Factor. I just have to. Because I hate that story. That's like one of my least favorite stories ever. Um, yeah and uh, oddly enough people really like that story people are wrong Um, (laughs) I I think that I think that that much is that much is fine like I'm I'm literally I can't I mean I know that I haven't talked about running through corridors in a while but I love running through corridors it's this book by um, Toby Haydock who's a Doctor Who fan and Robert Sherman who is a brilliant Doctor Who writer Um, Jubilee and Dalek and Chimes of Midnight so brilliant um, oh, that reminds me of something that you need to listen to. I forgot about that. Um, anyways, uh, they they do a episode by episode breakdown of Doctor Who, watching like two episodes a day and talking about it between each other in an email, and they release it as a book. the The second volume, which they still haven't announced, um, much to my anger, is all of the seventies. So basically, all of Pertwee and everything except for uh, Tom Baker's last season. So everything up to the Horns of Nyman and one of those stories is Armageddon Factor, which uh, Robert Sherman has affectionately described as rubbish. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what he has to say about that story. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, hopefully never. Um, so <laughs> that's what I said, and you yelled at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but if you're interested, Keys of Marinus, it's a fun story. It's really weird because it's kind of like... All of the episodes are standalone because they all. uh, It's very anthological where they basically. Every episode takes place in a different location and they keep moving around. But if you want to see old school Doctor Who Madness, it's written by Terry Nation, so you know you're in for a good time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's. It's got. It's pretty crazy. There's like, there's a there's a dude who drops a rope ladder. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> a dude that drops a rope ladder. <laughs> nope, you're gonna get there, and you're gonna be like, oh, that was the part with the rope ladder. Also wolves. Um, so so this is
0: two Terry Nation first doctor stories in a row. Is it really? Yeah, last oh, one not, we did was Dalek invasion. Huh? Not intentional. He did do like five Hartnell
1: stories. Oh. So, yeah, all of them Daleks except this one. <laughs> So, so that, that should tell you something. I think, I also think it's funny. I forgot to mention this, but, um, because of, because I I did not plan it this way, but we've talked about a lot of, uh, the 10th Rose season so far. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We've talked about Idiot's Lantern, Girl in the Fireplace, this, which is a lot comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. We've only got nine episodes
0: left to talk about
1: Yeah, that's okay. some of them coming up later, so whatever.
0: All right, well before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBservice dot com DCB Service is the site that lets you order all of your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. You can order from DCBService.com three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like and uh, you only pay $6.25 in flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. All right, so next week's William Hartnell and the Keys of Marinus. Uh, what's 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 coming up shortly after that?
1: Coming up shortly after that. Oh God, uh, I just saw what's next. Um, uh, the next uh, on deck is the Time Monster, which is a a, a third Doctor Delgado st- uh third Doctor Master story. Uh, I don't like it. We'll see how I go <laughs> with it. Um, third Doctor visits Atlantis. So
0: oh, another Atlantis story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know, we gotta, we gotta get all the ones out together. Not intentionally, this was actually a little bit later, but we had to switch things around so we could do the three Doctors for our 100th episode. Um, uh, so that, uh, and then on the other side of that, fourth Doctor's introduction in Robot, and the seventh Doctor and Ace visiting a haunted circus... And the greatest show in the galaxy, which you'll really like, and then More Tenet with Voyage of the Damn, because God knows you can't keep away from David Tennant for too long. He's like the Tom Baker of, of of Doctor Who, because there's so many him stories of New Who. You mean? Oh yeah. Okay. No, not even not even New Who, because like because of the way that New Who is. Well, structured, no, I'm pretty has...
0: sure Tom Baker is the Tom Baker of Doctor Who. It was the point I'm oh. making. Fair enough. Um, <laughs>
1: I just I just mean like in terms of breakdown of stories. He has David Tennant has almost the same amount of stories as Tom Baker, despite the fact that he was a doctor for half the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all you David Tennant fans are probably really happy, as I am. So yeah. there you go. And Voyage so, of the Damned, I'm gonna I'm excited to revisit that one.
1: I really like that story.
0: Yeah. So, it's a good one. It's Except cheesy villain. <laughs> what? What? Um. So... <laughs> uh,
1: oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. I I really do like, despite the fact that he's super cheesy, that Lumick is basically Davros in this. Like, he's in a wheelchair and everything. Oh and yeah.
0: I feel like that's a little too on the nose. I don't know. I I, I get that. I just I thought it was a nice touch. Uh,
1: I thought it was a nice touch. Anyways, um, <laughs> if you're interested. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash You can also find me on my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash gdcommentary. If you noticed, uh, we either have done or will do very, very shortly uh, more Sunday Trek, which is where uh, Scott, me, and Cassandra all get together and watch episodes of classic Star Trek and basically live-tweet them as we go. This week, we're doing Mirror Mirror before jumping back to where we left off. Stay tuned for where we left off because i don't remember um <laughs> so follow us there i'm gd commentary scott is scott commentary and cassandra is commentary chick she broke the she broke the cycle that we were doing um so follow me there also my blog classical still my birthday month uh by birthday i mean anniversary uh so it's my anniversary month and we're talking about all sorts of cool stories. We did the massacre. We did the web of fear. And this week I did revelation of the Daleks, which is a six doctor story. That is the best doctor who story ever that isn't about the doctor. Um, so (laughs) if you're interested, go check out that. It was really interesting. Um, lots of me talking about how great it is, except for the part where the doctor's not in it. Uh, telling you how poorly treated Colin Baker was, uh, also. And then this week, uh fourth Doctor story. Fourth Doctor Crinoids, really. Crinoids being basically evil plants that like to take over the Earth. Um, uh, Seeds of Doom, which is a great action, like, fun horror story uh, that homages a bunch of different things. Including uh, The Thing, which you might know as uh, a John Carpenter movie, among other things. Uh, the first two episodes are basically The Thing, which is cool. So... If you're interested, to check those out,
0: watch them, love them, read my reviews, discussion, analysis, place. Scott. Uh, Twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. You already said the other one. Um, also, The Mind Robbers, because yeah. Oh, that, right. Yeah. Seriously, this show has twice the listeners of The Mind Robbers. I don't understand why that's happening. I don't either. Why aren't all of you listening? Yeah, no, we're going to, we we talk about a bunch of cool stuff on that show. Yeah. Um, like, like this week we're going to be, uh, releasing a special podcast review, full spoiler review of the hunger games. Um, so check that out. That's in the mind robbers feed. And then, uh, also this week we'll probably be talking about mad men and, uh, I'm sure some other things. <laughs> what? We talk about
1: other things on that show? What? Yeah. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, watch, listen to that show. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah.
0: It is. What are you guys doing? I don't know. What's People the deal? are drunk. They're probably drunk. <laughs> that must be <laughs> it. There
1: was, pro- there was probably a drinking game for this show. People just love that.
0: Well, somebody almost wrecked their bike. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite. Then again, we are we are bike safety compliant and have been for at least ten episodes. So that's great. <laughs> See you
0: guys later. Bye.